This is Come On You Reds, episode 114, and we're going back to the MLS Cup final. Gareth Wheeler, Terry Dunfield with you at Wheeler TSN, at Terry underscore Dunfield on Twitter. I got more of a pep in my step. My date book is booked up December 9th. It's circled MLS Cup final. How you feeling, Terry? I'm feeling sweet, too. The Venga bus rolls on, doesn't it? I love the girl. Do you know the girl with the red hair? Venga boys? Oh, yeah. Who is the girl with the red hair in Aqua? In Aqua. Is Aqua not Venga boys? No, different bands. All right. I like the girl with red hair Aqua's like the Barbie girl. Venga boys? In a Barbie world. Yeah, I like her. Pick your favorite 90s dance track and play it this weekend, okay? <laughs> okay. Thanks. That's what it's all about. I'm buzzing, too. The World Cup draw just happened. It's just soccer, soccer. It just doesn't stop, does it? It's going Premier it, League tomorrow. It's keeping you busy. Uh, you are keeping us busy. You are like Mr. Everywhere. Yeah, right. It's like, get out of the way, Pitbull. Terry Dunfield coming through. Let's start off with our staff game right out of the shoot that happened that we played in last week. I heard you were chirping me. Anthony Cazetto from TFCPR is like, oh, First of all, how, how, I, I heard that I heard that you had a rough time out. I was like, I jumped in for the last 10 minutes. Who said that? Cazetto. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to stir and come in between us. I meant to have a conversation with I you about that. that. I know. He's like, Tara, he's like, oh, I heard you had a rough go. I'm like, I just threw on some, threw on some you, you gear quickly. Even, your boots you couldn't even tie up because they didn't fit. I know. Exactly. So it's quite cool. So we play a staff game with all the academy and staff at the Kia training ground every Friday. Uh, but it was midweek. It was the day before the big Columbus second leg game. Yep. So that would have been Tuesday. Uh, the days are all rolling into one right now. Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Uh, I just got him back from Houston, so I was feeling a little bit fat. By the way, portion sizes down there are ridiculous. It's always bigger in Texas. Yeah. Did we go over our... How well the U14 No, did. we'll do that in a okay. second. Anyway, so uh, I get back, and the Danny Dickio's like, tell, organize a game rather than us going on the treadmill going for a run. So Because typically game. staff games are on Friday. On a Friday. Yes. Yeah. So uh, go around the building. Yo, anyone want to play? And everyone's like, eh, kind of busy. Big game tomorrow. We have like seven or eight guys. And then uh, I cruise by the boardroom. I see Fox are there. So TSN is showing the game in Canada in the U.S. Fox are showing it. My mate, Landon Donovan, and Stewie Holden are in there. So I just barge into their meeting. I'm like, LD, Stewie, fancy a kick around. And they're like, yeah. And then uh, the host as well, Rob, Rob Stone. Stone, he gets involved. So I throw them some kits so they don't have a choice. Next minute, uh, all the academy staff, GM Tim Bezbachenko, uh, we're playing with Landon Donovan, Stewie Holden, Sir Gareth Wheeler's out there as well. I, I came in, I was finishing up my TF- TFC HQ, and I hear Bez go, Wheeler, get in! And I'm like, ah. I asked you to get in, and you palmed me off no, as well. I was, I was like feeling like this oh, IT yeah. band, and I was like, I haven't done a lot of training or playing because I was doing my cancer treatment, so I'm like, I went up, I, I, had, I had, to, had some conversations, I had to get some work done, then I came out as a late late match substitute. And it was like 5v5 or 6v6 because there was no hiding. Sometimes the staff games are 12v12 on a time. Like you can kind of hide, but uh, it was fun. It was it was probably the best staff game we've had so far. And really? by the way, Landon is still in good nick. He's got a good touch. Yeah. He's living in San Diego. I mean, they're not one of the final four for MLS expansion, but when they are, player, owner? Landon Donovan? So. No, I he, think he's a good guy. We spent, we had lunch together, uh, and really uh, nice guy. Yeah, he's kind of he has a reputation, just being a little bit kind of uptight, and 
kind of keeping us. He, he he's he's top man. He 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 cares cares about TFC. He's happy to see the club doing well. Big fan Smart of Tim guy. Hortons. He told me. Yeah. Yeah. Tim bits and coffee. Big fan. Right. They, so and Stewie Holden, everybody, awesome personality. Too bad about his knee. Uh, top top soccer player, and he, and you know what? He's doing really well in his job as an analyst. There were well. high hopes with him at Bolton. He wasn't there. Like yeah. he was really top player. And yeah, injuries. Smart player. Yeah, clever. Has a little trick. We could go past someone. Sees the pitch well. Good playing in between lines. Anyway, let's get on to our podcast. next next staff game. I'm uh, Wheeler. Will pick it up a notch. You were fine. You were great. I need to. I, I'm I'm a couple pounds heavy Dude, now. My suits are getting so tight right now. My my sh- I can anyone if listening right now let me know. A couple of my button ups, and I like to go all the way to the top. I've noticed. I can't button the neck. Can I like readjust, like have it made bigger around the neck, or are those shirts done? Is there such thing as neck fat? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting built. Oh, like the incredible like those Hulk. big traps. That's Who it. Who's that player that had the picture uh, played for Burnley at Confenwa? Remember that picture? The when big took, boy. Yeah, beast mode. Remember yeah. when he took his shirt off? No kidding. Uh, we'll get into the Columbus crew, the second leg match. At BMO Field, we'll look ahead to the MLS Cup Final. MLS named their best 11. And we have a top, top, top high five for today. So all that coming up. First off, I want to give a shout out. I hosted the Budweiser pre-party on Wednesday night. With Caroline. Down at the Brazen Head, down with uh, Caroline Schved. Had a great time. Um, so many people listen to this podcast. Like, you have no clue. Like, sometimes we're doing this. We're like, nice well, who's listening? It's nice to get a little bit of love sometimes, isn't it? So many people. I was in the press box getting ready for the game, and Patrick, a listener, took a picture of the back of my head. He's like, can you give me a wave? Open up the window, met him and uh, his friend Leslie. They start chatting, and they're like, we cannot wait for you to wear the mankini. Yes! This mankini thing has got it way out of control, Terry. People now expect me to wear a mankini. We were talking about it in the Tunnel Club after. I'm going to go buy the tightest, smallest mankini for you, mate. If TFC wins MLS Cup. I don't even know how this started. You need to, you wear, started you need this. to wear into the training ground for like eight hours. I'll walk around the training ground. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about eight minutes? Oh, I can do eight mate. minutes. Mankini, oh. I have no shame. I was invited to an Italian barbecue. A, list, yeah. a, a bunch of mates, uh, guys in the tunnel club after the game were like, you have to come to our Italian barbecue. I'm like, say no more. In the mankini? Well, that mankini conversation didn't come up. So thank you wow. to all the listeners. Like uh, People really dig this podcast. It's all you. It's all so, you, Terry. I don't know about that. They're just being nice to me. Running into Larry Tannenbaum, Tannenbaum. on the oh, field. post like, I was on the, he was? Yeah, he was loving it. Came right up to me, shook my hand. I'm like, you know who I am? Larry. Big fan of the wheels. Really? I nice. think so. Hey, speaking about he shout came up outs, to me. Hey, what about the mayor? The the mayor taking the graphic from this podcast to promote Toronto FC. I think he's a big fan of Kamanya Reds. The former mayor, David Miller, he is. I know that for a fact. Jeez. We're getting, we're getting big time here. I know. Uh, we, we, but we've got to keep ourselves grounded, mate. A hundred percent. We still have a final to get through, buddy. We'll let you know then what's we'll coming up. Then we'll hit up King Street in your mankini. Yes. <laughs> the Kia Training Ground in the mankini. Or King or Street. King what Street. would you pick? I'll give you a choice. Ooh. Well, it's winter time. So. <laughs> Man, you don't have a lot to see anyway. Oh, <laughs> buddy. It's going to be called Bragging 101. Showing it all off. <laughs> Pale is the new tan. Back wheels. Uh, we'll get into what was another big night at BMO Field on Wednesday. <laughs> This is Come On Your Reds, Wheeler and Dunfield at Wheeler TSN at Terry. 
underscore Dunfield. Just at a quick break, Terry called that a rubbish segment. I said, we, 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 said so rubbish. We wanted, no, we're going to talk some shop now. We are. We're Let's getting get into, into it right TFC now. now. Uh, Wednesday night, the mission was clear. Win and you're in for Toronto FC. It was a spectacular day, wasn't it? It was nice and sunny. Wasn't too cold. Pitch looked great. Uh, great pre-party. There was a buzz around the city. I thought it just kind of built into what was a proper day of football in Toronto. Yeah, we, beforehand, I, I started saying that I think the TFC fans now are, are a little bit seasoned. They're used to these big games. And it's like clockwork. The, the, the march over, the pregame party. Fans are in their seats nice and early now. The flares, the supporters groups in the south ends. Just everything comes together nice. I think the fans are now just, just so articulate. They they know when to give the players a lift. The grounds crew get the field again spot on. The weather cooperated. And uh, it, it couldn't have gone much smoother pregame. Shout out to the games op people. The fireworks and everything are great. They've done a great job. Uh, the team selections, though, they were noteworthy um, to say the least. With Toronto FC, Toronto FC going back to the three-five-two, I don't think that that was a surprise. But Jonathan Azorio in the starting eleven over Marky Delgado—that that was the big decision that Greg Vanny made. Yeah, I think- and he said it was based upon form. Azorio's a big game player; he's been there, done that before. It, it wasn't anything negative towards Delgado. It was more kind of what you've been saying over the weeks, Terry. Praising Azorio for some top play. Yeah, his form's been excellent, and uh, and, and it's tough when you when you're playing well in in thirty forty minute spells, twenty minutes, and then the next game you're not picked, and and he's not been picked because he hasn't been playing well. The the formation or, or the units within the pitch, the three of Delgado, Bradley, and Vasquez has been excellent all year. But eventually, if you keep playing well, you keep knocking on that manager's door. Eventually, you're going to get that opportunity. And I, I thought Greg before the game got that spot on. I think Delgado, he's played out of position a little bit, played off the left in the first leg against Columbus. And I think you know what you're going to get out of Delgado. He's economical. He keeps it simple, keeps that ball moving. Uh, but I, I just think maybe it's been a, it's his first sort of full season and he's looked just a little bit leggy at times. He's he's lost the ball in possession a couple times, which he doesn't normally do. So I thought it was right to go with Jonathan Azorio. More on Delgado in a minute, because I thought him coming on kind of changed the course of the match. But the crew and Greg Bearhalter, I said before the game, it was either genius or madness, the 11 that he put out on the field, with almost a, it was like a Christmas tree type formation, a 3-4-2-1, with three at the back, Williams, Abubakar, and Mensah. Archer, who I thought was good in the first leg, was suspended, so you had Trap and Abu with... Afol and Santos wide left, right in front of him, Iguain and Merrim with Ola Kamara starting up front. It was a very attack-minded 11, Terry, and I thought it gave Toronto FC all kinds of problems. It was as if Toronto FC played to play against a 4-2-3-1, like Columbus always plays from the outset, and when the game started... Toronto FC just didn't know the spots to pick. So instead, there are a lot of lateral passes and passing back from the get-go. Very much so. I, I thought Columbus outnumbered TFC in the middle of the park, and, and that's where the problem stemmed from. It was a little bit strange. I, I, Greg had Altidore and Javinko once he saw that it was going to be a back three, play very far apart from one another, try to get that ball in the channel, create overloads out wide. I think Javinko and Altidore are at their best when they play closer together, which we saw in the second half. But credit to Greg Bohrhalter, I agree with you. It was either going to 
be genius or they were going to get lit up. And uh, I thought Columbus, worked. Were, they were connected uh, defensively. And that being connected defensively gives you an outlet. Always there's going to be two or three options on. And, and TFC struggled with Columbus in transition. I think Santos against Beta was smart and measured. Santos is a real attacking player, normally plays in a front three. With Beta doesn't get forward. He won't get to that byline. So I think that was a calculated gamble well. that he got right. I think Beta wants to get forward. TFC he won't get forward like Morrow, though. Well, no, but TFC watching over the course of the first forty-five, where I thought Columbus was the better team. They, I'm going to be honest about that. I think that. they enjoyed. There was no pressure on them. No, it was a perfect pitch. They came out and they popped TFC off the park. Pop, pop means they pass them off the park. TFC so many times got the ball in the middle and refused to do the quick switch out wide. The ball just wasn't moving fast enough. It was slow. Very conservative for me. And the space was down Betashur's right-hand side, but they weren't going there, Terry. The reason why it's difficult to go to Beta is he's not going to go past a player. He's not going to dribble past someone. I think he's got good service. I I think think his service is underrated. I think he's got service from deep. But but TFC didn't move the ball with as much purpose across the field. And and there wasn't anything on in between the lines. They struggled to get Delgado and Azorio on the ball. And and whenever Azorio and Delgado, they're so they're forward thinking players. So they were pressing high. Once TFC lost the ball, they were repressing to try and get it back. But Columbus played out of that pressure nicely. And then all of a sudden, Columbus were at Michael Bradley in the back three of TFC. And with better finishing, they could have been leading at half. They were pressing well. I thought their their spacing was good. I have nothing negative to say about Columbus in the first half. Except they didn't score. Except they didn't score. So let's talk about... you have to take... uh, uh, Let's talk about those moments. Yeah, and and the the one that comes to mind was that incredible backtrack from Michael Bradley. That recovery, the run. biggest other than Altidore's goal, the biggest applause of the night. That actually gave TFC a little bit of a lift. I think Merrim has to hit that first time. I uh, Kamara passes it to him. It's the weight right for him to pass it back across. Well, Bono Thierry on restyle when Bono's not set by taking a touch, it allows Bradley to get back. See, this is where I disagree. You can take a touch, but put it on your left foot. Why bring it on your right foot? Because but then you're, you're opening down your angle to hit it first time. I, I pass think it into that. Far I corner. honestly think if you touch it onto your left foot, then you're good. If he and he's a player it, that no, plays no, down the, that left hand side. Wasn't enough pace on that ball. If it's wrapped into you, where you have to take a touch, then take two. I think that the weight on the ball. I think Kamara's saying to him, "Hit it first time." And on that slick surface, it's only going to pick up pace. Well, the penalty. Yeah, clear penalty. Drew Moore taking down Josh Williams. Moore gets goal side. And it's Victor Vasquez to step up to take. Now, he beat Zach Steffen for a penalty, on a penalty, back on May 25th. Beats him the other way. Beats him the other way. Goes the opposite side. Um, Steffen, a great save. I'm not taking anything away from the goalkeeper. But what raised eyebrows is it wasn't Sebastian Javinko to take. Your thoughts? Uh, I think if you go by form, uh, Vasquez is the right man. Uh, But... In the Eastern Conference Final, in a big occasion like that, I've already lost my house once on Javinko in the in the regular season. <laughs> but I think he missed Jav- twice in I th- that game, I think, back I th- to back. I think Javinko has, Montreal. I think Javinko has to take it. Me too. I think as well, it gives him a little bit of confidence. Yep. It's a little bit of a boost. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I know KJ said that that it was right that Vasquez takes it, but I think. I think you have to look at each moment individually, and 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 it was there for Vasquez. I I can see what why Greg Vanny he allowed. He said that he let the players decide. Same thing happened to me in Houston. I let the boys decide, and fortunately, he scored. 
Uh, but I, th- I think in a moment like that, I think Javinko needed a little bit of a boost. I don't think he was great on He's the night. He's been your penalty taker all year. I know he missed twice in Montreal, went off the post twice. I just I didn't see that happening again. And you're right, it's about confidence. And it's, it's about easy building. To, and, and you know what? Don't get me wrong. It's easy to say it now. Uh, well, I was shocked that Javinko wasn't taking it. Yeah, let's put I, it, let's put it that Vasquez is a great option. I'm yeah. not, it's nothing against Vasquez. He makes that nine out of ten times. But I want Javinko always first and foremost when it comes to myself no, included. And by the way, it was crap defending from Williams yeah. on corner kicks. Any young listeners watch, you can't get that close to your man at the edge of the box because all it takes is him for step one way. Go the other way, and all of a sudden, Drew Moore, he's not the quickest. He's got a yard on Williams, and I think he just heads it into the back of the net. It's a penalty. Anything else from the first half? Those were kind of the big moments. That's a red card a year ago, but with the rule change, without the triple jeopardy or whatever. And I like how that's not a red card. Me too. So, we agree twice. Look at that. Anything else in the first half? No? Uh, no, kudos to, to Columbus. I thought they passed the ball extremely well. Yeah, me too. I thought Vasquez looked the player that was going to open up Columbus if it was going to happen in the first See, half. I didn't think he had a very good first half. I do. I, 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 think, I thought he really struggled. I thought he was the best. I thought Bradley was good, too. I thought he was the best of a of a team. that I wouldn't say that played poorly, but just struggled to get to grips with Columbus. And and you know what? It was a bold substitution from Greg Vanny at halftime. Let's get straight to that. Marky Delgado comes on for Eric Zavaleta, changes the shape, 4-4-2 with the midfield diamond. That was huge, adding that extra player into the midfield. Like it was the move that had to be made, and the coach yet again, coach of the year, gets it right. He does, uh, and it shows the faith he's got in Marky Delgado. He was warming up uh, for ten minutes. He knew he was going to make a change at halftime. Uh, tough on Zavaleta. He, he's had a great season. He's just been that player on the outside looking in this playoffs. A little bit like Will Johnson last year. Delgado comes in. They go to a diamond. Gives Bradley a little bit more protection. Uh, TSC didn't play particularly well on the ball because of that shape, but it sort of snuffed out Columbus's attack, especially in transition. So let's skip a little bit forward. 50th minute, Josie Altidore collides like Harrison Affle goes down, comes through the leg of Josie Altidore, right ankle done in. You knew he was in pain right away, just down in the field. Left the field to play twice, and Armando Cooper was ready to come on. But Altidore was just trying to do anything he could to stay on the field. And it turns out to be another right decision. Being a little bit patient with the player rather than rushing to get a guy on. So electing to play a man down for a lengthy stretch actually worked out. It did. And what was interesting after the game is when Altidore said he's actually been struggling with this ankle all year. I was surprised by that. I think a lot of people were. Yeah, so he goes over on it again, aggravates it, and... When you roll your ankle or sprain it, it kind of starts to swell up, and you know you've got five or ten minutes before you've got an elephant ankle, and, and you and you really can't continue. And credit to the medical staff, you could see Altidore out there limping. And I, I'm thinking, I love your character. I love how you, how you're battling on for the group, for the city. Uh, but I was thinking, get him off. He, he he can't run. Get the shepherd's crook out. Drag him off. And uh, Vanny gets it right, just gives him five minutes. And and it, and, uh, and the goal is probably Javinko's best moment in a tight area, little sexy back heel, one-two, Altidore Vasquez. The weight and precision and detail on Vasquez's pass uh, is what sets the goal up. I love Altidore giving 
Vasquez credit after says it should be Vasquez's goal. How he delays well. the pass, the weight on it, all Altidore's got to do is run onto it, and it's a good finish across the keeper. And that's that moment of brilliance uh, that the TFC does have in its locker. I think Altidore is saying all the right things, but I think he deserves a ton of credit on that goal. Let's break it down step by step. I mean, I broke it down on Video Room. There were three... And it was Toronto FC's three best attacking players that created it. You're right. Javinko drew the attention of all three center backs. Mensa, Williams, and Abubakar were all within like five feet of him. Yeah, it's, they it's, were so tight. It's a, it's a clever little back heel he does. But but it was the fact that he drew the attention of all three defenders that opened up. Then everyone collapsed as Altidore came in close, Vasquez was in close. There were six Columbus crew players around those three Toronto FC attackers. It's that initial pass from Altidore that breaks that line of pressure. And a lot of players, especially if your ankle's hanging off, just sit. After you've broken that line, they, they won't follow that pass. They say, yeah, my job's done. But Altidore carries that That's on. why I want to give Altidore all the credit in the world. Never mind the ankle. He saw that the back line was pulled up tight on Javinko, and the space was in behind. There was no depth. Completely. And him finishing that run, giving Vasquez that option. Oftentimes, a player will make that pass, sit, watch. He knew exactly where the space was, and he found it. And an absolute class player in the ball, and Vasquez found him. But the fact that Altidore made that run right away without hesitation, that's what made the goal for me. Yeah, good point. The run dictates his pass. Yes, exactly. And good finish as well. Stefan trying to recover. Bubakar couldn't get back. That is a brilliant goal. Breaking down that goal, it's a thing of beauty. I think the keeper goes down a little bit too early. I think if he could have it back, he just stays big. I I think he kind of... He makes Altidore's decision easy to go to that corner, shall I say. Great celebration as well. This is my house or something? Yeah, just going nuts. And it's great to see some emotion now. When players are celebrating it, and the fans feed off that as well. Interesting with um, Armando Cooper being preferred to come on. Greg Vanny trusts Cooper. Hasn't had the best year, but he's going to the World Cup with Panama for a reason. And Cooper comes on to replace him in the 68th. There wasn't too much doing. I thought Cooper was good, just quickly before we move on. Well, that move down on the touchline right by the corner flag where he... He just has that ability to embarrass players on the ball. He, I love Cooper's game when he's flowing. He's very good in tight areas and rolling defenders. And I thought I thought he won two corner kicks really well, kept the ball moving. Just one time right at the end of the game when TFC were trying to kill the game, I thought he made the wrong decision. He shoots from distance, goes over the bar, and now all of a sudden Columbus can attack, needed to take it into the corner. That can be sometimes something that comes back and bites you. Chances were few and far between. It was almost like a stalemate at that point. Columbus and Greg Berhalter, they bring on Adam John, they bring on Kakuta Mane, they were trying to bring on attacking options, and it almost, and I mean almost paid off in the 87th minute. Higuain, like, Bradley, a rare poor moment, kind of got mixed up coming down that left-hand side. Bradley pressed too early, I think, on that one. And Higuain found that space in behind, plays across near post, great ball. John gets a touch on it, and Ola Kamara, 18 goals on the season, couldn't buy one right under the foot. I was watching that. I was ready to come out of the tunnel. I stopped in the tunnel club to watch it on the monitor, and everyone was screaming like, ah! 
Like you couldn't believe how close that was. It was like slow motion, oh, wasn't it? it I almost was, threw up. John has to score. He's got to get more contact. Or on does it. Kamara have uh, to no, score? I, For I me, th- it's Kamara. At, at the moment, Kamara. He had a good chance at the end of the first half uh, across from deep. He, he he couldn't finish his breakfast right now, and I, th- I think I think him taking the heat for that one's a little bit harsh because John gets the slightest of touches on it on the near post. It comes to him; it's sort of between his legs before he can react. Tough on Kamara there, but obviously, if 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 Columbus score there with the away goal, they're now going through. Greg Vanny had already made his defensive changes; he'd brought in Hagland on. So TFC were not in a position to go chase the game if they concede. TFC holds on for that one to nothing victory, one nothing on aggregate, and we could all breathe. Wheeler and Dunfield with you. Toronto FC advanced to back-to-back MLS Cup finals, defeating the Columbus crew on Wednesday night. One to nothing was the final. A lot has been made of Toronto FC's style, Terry. How it hasn't been free-flowing. The goals just haven't been flying in like they did over the course of the season or even last year in the playoffs. Is this problematic for you at all, or is this really just playoff football? Uh, I think... You have to look at each game individually. I think the Red Bulls came in to destruct TFC and and, and get them out of their rhythm. So I think you can push that game to a side. I think over two legs against Columbus, it's been an interesting tie. You didn't have Javinko, you didn't have Eltador for the first bit, coming off an international break. Uh, and, and the first objective was to, to get a zero, not concede. They did that. They came back home. And, and I think Columbus played extremely well. And, and TFC, because of the system and how well Columbus played in that first half, they weren't able to go toe-to-toe. But yeah, I'm a little bit worried. TFC haven't showed that that entertaining, free-flowing football that set the points record total in the league uh, season. And and I think against Seattle, they're, they're going to need more. See, I'm not worried. I think it's just There's pragmatic. So much, it's the nature There's of so it. so much on the line. That ball becomes a little bit of grenade. And you have to do whatever it takes to, to move on in, in in the playoffs. And TFC have showed a, a grittiness, character. But, but I think you need more than that well, to, to, look, in look, the final. Let's look at the games. They Does that make sense what I'm saying? I, yes, but I, I'm going to disagree for this reason. Let's look at how things have played out. I think you need more from Javinko. Javinko scored against the Red Bulls in the first game. In the second game, it was a rugby match. It barely looked like a soccer game, 10 on 10, in the second half against the Red Bulls. It was more about survival than anything else, just getting through that. First leg in Columbus, no Javinko, no Altidore. You were steadfast, concerned about keeping a clean sheet. Then you play a cagey match where Columbus does well in the second leg. Uh, And you score the one all-important goal. Should have been two. Vasquez should have scored the penalty. And we'll I think change if, games. That's a really if good point. If you scored in the first half, that game would have opened up it much earlier for me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm looking at the way it played out and not the final box score. Okay? Okay. So uh I'm convinced that this Toronto FC team As they say do have another gear. Fair dues. Fair dues. Fair dues wheels. So I I know that that's gonna be the talking point. Um, but the team. Like Michael Bradley said post-match, no apologies for the way that we play. Because we're not sitting on the couch. I'm, we're I'm playing in looking, the MLS I'm Cup not final. I'm looking for an apology. I hear I'm, you. I just need more in the final. Do TFC need to play better in the final? Yes. Because they're going to go up against the best team that they played. Uh, I think it's the two best teams. I think um, I think Seattle's a better match on paper for TFC than Columbus. Do you? Yeah, I think they're definitely the best team out of the West. 
But it's going to be a different encounter to Columbus. Anything with the celebrations? Anything that was said post-match? There's a couple things I want to bring up. Interesting when James Duffy brought up uh, that in in football and hockey, when you win your conference, they don't touch the trophy. That's stupid. I thought it was interesting. To me, you win. It's so rare to win anything in a sport. Take a moment and celebrate it. Even like there's only going to be one champion you know every me, year. I'm all for celebrating, but I don't know. Like, I I, I kind of see why they don't touch a trophy. Uh, didn't bother me. Uh, I'm not saying o- it bothers me. The only thing that Greg Vanny's done wrong itch. all year was hitting the drum post match. Oh yeah, I did get that right. Hilarious. It's like my dance moves. That yeah, it was great seeing all the family and friends on the field celebrating as well. Did you get on the pitch? I was I was doing interviews, dude. Have oh, you looked at massive TorontoFC.ca? All my one-on-one interviews. Oh, yeah, Thanks for the those. guys. I was hey Chris Mavinga, don't blow me off next time. In fairness, I caught him at a bad moment. They're just going on stage. I'm like, Chris, you got a second? Uh. <laughs> Is that no in French? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> he gave me a no. Um, Not even a no merci. No, no. It was just just no. Hey, get away wheels. Exactly. He's tagging like, me on all I these things on like Twitter. Lumi- I'm just getting just, hundreds of people just hitting me up now. He sounded like Lumiere off of uh, Beauty and the Beast. You know the light? Yeah. Hey, we right. did. Uh, Alt- Altidore's ankle is going to be a concern. But he says he's going to play no matter what. You buying it? Uh, yeah. Me too. I, I think you've got more or less 10 days to settle it down. He's, uh, within six hours of the game, I saw him at the training ground icing it. Uh, I think that's a story that w- that's interesting and needs to be followed. I think Seattle have a couple of injuries. Roman Torres, Panamanian international. Uh, his fitness, is he going to be fit? He didn't play against Houston last night. Also Alonzo in the middle of the park. He's been struggling with injury. So there's there's a couple of storylines leading up to the final that, that will affect the way the t- both teams play. I love how Altidore said post-match that what he has with Toronto FC is a love story and he wants it to be his final club he plays for. This is a guy who's still in his 20s. Wow. I like it. I love those words. And by the way, loyalty is gone in the game right now. So that's like a breath of fresh well, air, isn't it? Him and Michael, two American players, just love this city, love this club. It, haven't you know Michael Bradley spent Christmas here last year yeah, with his family? He didn't leave. I, no? I saw him. I'm like, aren't you going? To-? No. Quick vacation. I think he went to Florida, right. to Disney World right after, with the kids. That's it. They both love the club. Love Greg Vanny's comments post-match. Money. He said... Uh, Altador went all Kaiser Soze. <laughs> I like that. Went from limping yeah. to sprinting. Usual yeah. suspects. Yeah. Great reference there. I thought everyone was just kind of on point with their comments, but they're like, we'll enjoy this right now. Tomorrow, it's all about the MLS Cup. Yeah. You know they watched the game last night, and now they know this whole storyline of redemption is going to be pushed. It's more about just, it, it didn't matter who they played come the final. It's just been the mission since the day after December 11th last year. Get back and win this thing. And now they've given themselves a chance to do it once again at home. They've really compartmentalized the season extremely well. Yes, won the Canada Cup. That's pushed to one side. Win the league. Pushed to one side. The playoffs, getting to the final, pushed to one side now. And now it's a final. They, they, they've really, Greg Vanny's periodized the season extremely well. Yep. Uh, and, and what a focus group, too. It's oof, it's all ridiculous. business. We've got one thing on our agenda right now, and that's winning that MLS Cup. And this is this such, I mean, it, it's going to keep going on. CONCACAF draws coming out soon for the Champions League next year. It's right the club's after. just in such a good place right now. Yeah, the, the city is going to be bouncing for the MLS Cup final. We're going to give you a complete preview over the course of the week. We're going to do three or four pods, get some like individuals from visiting media, some with the players, to bring you a ton of content over the week. 
Um, but we'll, so we won't go in depth into what that matchup is going to be all about. But Seattle steamrolled past Houston five nil, like the two nil in the first leg. Thinking? We should get Drake on our podcast. What do you think? Do you think I came to training one? Thing? I trained with him once when I was playing. Really? Yeah. Maybe you could pull a few strings here at TSA. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. We'll call in the big dogs, as Terry likes likes yeah, to call say. Call in the big dogs. But after Seattle beat Houston two 0 in the first leg, it was done, right? Like, yeah, it was over. I enjoyed watching it last night just to sort of get a feel of what to expect from Seattle. I I I, I thought they were electric in transition. Once they turned that ball over, two wide players, so much. Pace. I don't know if you're going to see the same looking team though. The reason is they because of injuries. And Jones out wide, they're going to play. I, I, Are, but, I think. But, but will they play in a back four? Because they played in a back five last night. I, th- I think they play in a back four, and the fullbacks will have license to get forward with two center halves, like Marshall and Torres, if he's fit, or Svensson. I, I, I think they give you that. Svensson will move forward. Possibly into midfield if Alonso's not fit. We'll play besides Roldan, who's been excellent. Will Bruin looks like a different player from what I played against at Houston. Soft feet, how he set that first goal up. I don't even know if Rodriguez gets in the team because Ladero moves out one side. Scored a great goal. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's tough to get into that team. Anohu at left back. Jones maybe higher up the pitch. Dempsey off of Bruin. Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris off the bench now. It's a, it's a deeper Seattle team. And uh, you look at their bench, they've got players that can come on and affect it a little bit like TFC. There will be decisions that Seattle's going to have to make in terms of how they line up. I, th- I think it'll be I a 4-2-3-1. I hope, yeah, I agree. I, and, and I think the 4-2 and two give Seattle license to just bomb forward in transition. I think they'll, they'll look to score, rather, whereas they were almost playing for penalties last year in the final. Right. Yeah, there'll be, there's going to be a, a complete such different... A ridiculous stat. I know. And still, it drives me nuts. Not a shot on goal, yet they lift that trophy. But now they have Clint Dempsey... Uh, they Stephen didn't have Dempsey last now. year. I, I mean, Svensson's going to the World Cup with Sweden. Leardem is so athletic coming down that right hand side. From Holland. Uh, Jones, it's going to be his last game for the Sounders. He's going off to Europe. He's very much a Justin Morrow type player down the left. I don't know if we've said it on the podcast. He's going to Domstad, yep. Torsten Frings's club. Very Good cool. Good pickup from Torsten. Very cool. Ladero's magic in the middle. Rodriguez. Toronto FC will do their homework. A lot to prepare for. But these are the two teams, in my opinion, in MLS. And my MLS soccer playoff bracket still perfect. Dude, are you excited for your lunch with the TFC players Buddy, or what? I cannot wait for my lunch with Eric Zavaleta. <laughs> Eric's my boy. I love Eric. And he comes from, like, a great family, great people. Um, you don't matter the people are you hanging out with Bono's dad the other week got invited Bono's to the parents, They're great. Yeah, they were at the game too. Like I jo- love how the parents Academy all come coach out. John Mondino said was raving about Bono's parents as well. They're, they're absolute we class. Get them on the pod. We will get. They listen to the pod. Hello, everyone. Hi, hi, hi. I'm glad you did your high five. Just saying us. high five. Well, that's coming up. That's coming up. Final segment of Come On You Reds, Wheeler and Dunfield with you. I feel like we could do a double show, but don't worry. We'll be coming out with another podcast in a few days' time. MLS unveiled their best 11, and I love the wording in the press release. It says that it's based upon a common football formation. So that common football <laughs> formation feel, feel, uh, features a goalkeeper, two center backs, a left back. I don't even think there's a holding midfielder, but it's basically a, a three-three-four formation. Uh, f- congratulations goes out to Justin Morrow, Victor Vasquez, and Sebastian Javinko, all part of the MLS Best Eleven. Incredible to think that arguably 
two of, if not the top TFC players on the year, and Eltador and Bradley don't find their way into the team. Neither does Alex Bono. But I guess you can't make it the TFC best 11, can you? What, what are your thoughts, one, on the formation, and two, on the names who were part of that list, Terry? Uh, I'm not bothered by the formation. I'm not, <laughs> really not. Too, I'm not too fussed by it. Uh, I know there's bonuses for the players uh, if you make it into these teams and if you win Defender of the Year. Uh, so fa- there's financial impacts. So, so players do kind of have a look at it. Uh, I think it's a little bit skewed uh, by how it's selected. Uh, obviously, I think people read into the formation too much. Uh, I, th- I think Tim Melia, he, he's, he's been awesome for, for Sporting Kansas City. The fact that Bono's even in the conversation as, as such a young goalkeeper is huge. I don't think the players will be bothered one little bit that they didn't make it. Your Bradleys and Eltors, they've got bigger fish to fry, and that's the MLS Cup final. Yeah, okay. The list is, you got your four up front, Martinez, Javinko, Nikolic, Villa. Your midfield, and I don't even know who's supposed to be the holding player, Almiron, Valeri, and Vasquez. Then there's Mora, Moro, Opara, Waston, Melia at the back. This is my problem because you oftentimes... Though, I'd, I'd have Drew Moore in it over top of uh, Kendall Waston. I watched a lot of Vancouver this year. He was he was the final... like Those were the final three defenders up for the Defender of the Year award. Yeah. So that's why and Moral he's part of that. Finished second but for Defender Mavinga. of the Year. Chris Mavinga yeah. was great. Yeah, Mavinga as well. I think Moore's like an unsung hero. Like, What about that tackle or the block he made in the first 30 seconds of the game? I was having a conversation with some people after the game, and they thought against Columbus that Moore was the man of the match. Yeah, Michael Bradley, for me, should have been in the running for MVP. I know he hasn't scored a goal. He hasn't filled the stat sheet. But the one thing that he's done, he has a ridiculous amount more of ball recoveries Highest of the and league. tackles but by like a mile. Can we talk about him for a sec? We yeah. got time? Yeah, really quickly. Uh... Okay, no, 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 go ahead. Uh, So his ball recoveries is is important. Leads the league in that. But you know what else he leads the league in? With 75 passes completed average per game. And his passes aren't Dax McCarty passes, who's number two at 72 passes, which goes sideways and backwards. So not only does he win that ball, work his socks off, he keeps TFC in possession. Rarely does he go hiding. If he's having a tough game or TFC are struggling, he still wants to get on that ball. And there was an in- interesting interview with uh, Victor Vasquez. I think it was with Laura in the Toronto Star. Vasquez saying that, that Matt... Michael Bradley makes him a better player because he gets him that ball so early, so he's able to hurt teams. He's, he, he's well kinda, put. He, he, he does the dirty. Does this going to make sense? Wheels. Ask, be, does be the dirty work. He does the dirty work for the team in a clean way. I'm with you. In a clean way. Well put. I'm with you. Okay. Shout out to the captain, Michael Bradley. Uh, let's get to this week's high five, and this week's high five a little bit different. This is a cool one. Well, you've nailed, by the way, these are all Gareth Wheeler's choices. Well, and he keeps nailing them. Thank you. And he keeps asking me, Terry, can you think of something? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> That's okay. I'll carry the mail here. This um, is all you, and I love it. It's our top five or our penalty order. I like so it. So the order I think for this pe- might be your best. I like your Columbus crew one. The order for penalty Who's takers potentially for an MLS Cup final. So if we're Greg Vanny. If we're Greg Vanny, any of your choice to have any five players... Take your penalties in a penalty shootout for Love the it. final. What is that order going to be and what players are you including? Now, a reminder, last year against Seattle, went to six. It was Altador, Bradley, Sheru, Johnson, Moore, and Morrow. So Will Johnson's not part of the picture. Doesn't look like Sheru will be part of the 18. Could slide in. We will see. 
But that's how it was last time around. So a little bit of context. Moro's nowhere near your five, is he? Moro? Do you give him redemption? He's not in my five. I didn't think so. No. I wouldn't put him as my six either. <laughs> I wouldn't put him in my ten. No, 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 no I, I would. It's an interesting one. But it I just have nice, others I prefer. It might be a nice demon for him to put to bed. Right. But. Okay, let's do this. Michael Bradley missed a penalty in that penalty shootout as well. Okay, so your first shooter is? Do you want me to go first? Kuvinko. M- me too. Boom. Be, play, ladies and gentlemen out there, you put your best penalty taker first. That's what you do. Like, don't risk not having your best penalty taker not take a kick. I agree with you, Wheels. So, number one, we agree, Javinko. Start off on a high note. Number two? Altador. Altador. What? I got it. Are you I like the finesse right versus now, power. Dude. No, no. Don't I just to cover it? And Altador went first last time around, by and the way. And I hope Altador is on the pitch still. Me too. Because that means, well, I don't think it'll go to penalties, but if it does. I got Javinko, Altador. Three? Bradley. Vasquez. Right. I got Vasquez. Again, I I'm Vasquez going. Vasquez at four. Okay. I'm going my, my top three. Like right out yeah. of the gate. I wanted to put the pressure on Seattle. Bradley? Bradley hasn't scored a goal this year, eh? You know that? <laughs> how did, like, how does that happen? Mavinga didn't score either. Betashore cannot back, score. I think in the back three system. <laughs> yeah, I bust Betashore's yeah. chops every day. I know. Watch, I he's going to score the MLS Cup. Uh, I know it. So little head diving header at the back post. Uh, Number yeah, four? I, I think Bradley. Okay, I, I, why, why Bradley three? I, I went through the team. Oh, I keep Vasquez at four. It could have gone either way, Vasquez or Bradley. But I went through the team, and I don't see Mavinga as a penalty shoot. I, I don't see more. Zavaleta, if he's playing, no. Beta, stay away. Moro, I think he's got it in the back of his mind. Delgado, no. Maybe Jonathan Osorio, if if he's on. Okay. But yeah, I think I'd, I'd rather Bradley than. I got a Ozo. name. For, I got a name for you. But okay, so that you like Bradley three, Vasquez four. For number four, I got Drew Moore. Scored a scored a scored a penalty in the MLS Cup final last year. Looked decent doing it. Good point. I like Drew, veteran player. The moment won't be so too you, big you'd, for you'd him. Have I like the mentality. Bradley. I have more shooting fourth. Okay. Shooting fifth? Bono. What? No <laughs> way. You got to yeah, be able to laugh. give the fans what they want. Him to step up, whip the gloves off. Keepers love taking them, and then everyone jumps on Bono. You are hilarious. I got um, Armando Cooper. Oh. I think you can pull out a do trick. A, okay, if I do a serious one for my last shoot, yeah. I, I'm going to snake yours and go with Cooper. You're going to go I with like Cooper? It. Yeah. But Bono for the fans. And then six. Like, I was so tempted to put Michael Bradley there. I, I stopped it. I originally did. No, but Bradley, I wouldn't mind Bradley shooting fifth because I think it's the ultimate, like, story, like, going full circle, him being booed nonsensically, whatever. Yeah. And you know how much it means. Mr. Toronto FC. And that's what Michael Bradley is, scoring a game winner. Mr. Franchise. Right. So I, I think, no doubt, Javinko, Altador, Vasquez... Then I have more Cooper, but it could be Cooper more, more Bradley, Cooper Bradley. I'm fine with any one of those three. So those are my six, but I'm going with Cooper over Bradley. Maybe just, just maybe just slide that under Vanny's door. Right, I should. <laughs> Bradley was just like the penalty that he took last year. That's why I kept him out of the five. All right, it was very. It wasn't good. You don't like my Bono shout? No, <laughs> I love Alex. The ball at his feet sometimes gives me a little bit of, yeah. I fancy, my heart I fancy his physical presence no and athleticism 
and the, he, he just doesn't overthink things. Uh, and John Conway and the goalkeeping uh, union behind him to, to have the information of the Seattle Sounders players. I'd fancy him over Fry. By Fry, the way, Fry is rubbish at penalties. By the way, one I more. I used to bury on him for fun. Of course you did. I did. One more win for Alex Bono, then he surpasses Stefan Fry for club record wins. No, it would be great if it happened. Yeah. Where'd serious. you pull that stat well, from? Decent. Let's end on that. Once in a while, buddy. Good stuff today. Okay. You've got to get off to the staff game. You're going to be late. Okay. Uh, and i got to stop by the costume store. Costume store? Mankini. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have a full 10 days Dude, to do so. Medium? Um, well, uh, obviously large. <laughs> medium. <laughs> Thank you to everyone that continues to listen and support this podcast. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Show us some love. He is Terry Dunfield. I am Gareth Wheeler. MLS Cup Final coming up next weekend. Multiple podcasts between now and then. This is being Come On Your Reds.